Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here. Welcome to another sparkling edition of Plank of the Week. We have The Plank here, uh, and we have The Plank panel to my left, Dawn Neeson, uh, famously uh, former editor of the Daily Star, now columnist, uh, star of stage and screen, Kevin O'Sullivan, of course, uh, also formerly a newspaper titan, now a talk radio host of The Breakfast Show at the weekends. We've got an awful lot of planks to go at again, guys, I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> and to choose from. I think because of what has happened all over the place this week, I think we might as well say, rather than nominating Harry and Meghan, we'll just carry him over. Uh, as we did last week just, and the just week before, just a kind of it's permanent like carrying permanent over. Division, and I can reveal it? at the moment that uh, on the tally of who's plank of the year so far, they are far and away no. the champions. Somebody's going to have to do an awful lot of catching it's up. She's going to be the next president of the United States. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, Kevin, why don't you kick us off with your first nominee? Uh, Harry and Meghan. Oh no. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're always going to be lurking in the plank background, those two. So my first uh, nomination is Baroness Jenny Jones, oh, yeah. who, uh, mm. you know, we all know that what happened to Sarah Everard is an absolute tragedy, a kind of disgrace, it seems, as well, because it's not for me uh, to say anything about the, what women are protesting about. They know what they're going through and millions of women seem to be saying that the streets of this country are not safe for them. And in the light of what clearly happened to Sarah Everard, you have to have sympathy for that. Uh, so uh, it is a situation that has to be taken seriously. It's a situation that needs debate. It's a situation that needs the government to do something. It needs politicians for once in their useless lives to get up and do something practical to make this country better in terms of safety for women on the streets of this country. Well, don't so ask that, Jenny Jones for any advice. Yeah, that taken, that taken, what doesn't help is when an A-grade lunatic like Green Baroness Jenny Jones stands up in the House of Lords, a peer of this realm, and uh, one of the people that we entrust to make the laws of this land stands up and says that in response to Sarah Everard the thing to do is to ban all men from the streets after 6pm. A complete curfew at 6 o'clock at night, no men allowed on the streets after that, that way the streets will be safe for women. I mean not only is that completely insane totally damaging to what should be a sensible debate. Uh, it is also practically impossible to uh, bring about. You can't enforce that. It would be ridiculous. What about blokes who work at night, yeah. etc., et Well, I mean, you could enforce it. Give because, their jobs to women. Know, yeah, just yeah, give well, all the jobs quite, to the yeah, women. Yeah. You know, but it's bad news for, the, for all the Uber drivers yeah. who are men and bad news also for Just Eat and Deliveroo yeah. and all those guys who yeah. work at night. Yeah. Um, and also for people like, I don't know, uh, Hugh Edwards. Men yeah. should he be able stay to do the at news. home, look after the kids, get women out there doing all the Talking of Hugh Edwards and Welsh people, of course, the first Drakeford minister, said he would do uh, it the first minister oh, yeah. of Wales, Mark Drakeford, was in there as quick as he could, saying that he was seriously thinking of doing this and in, the SMP, in Wales. I think, were quite keen. Overnight, he, well, had, overnight he had to change his yeah. mind and say, that's mad. I know. Uh, Jenny... 
uh, uh, Jones who, uh, tried to wriggle out of Didn't it. Didn't she try and say it was obviously she, a joke? Uh, ironically trying to make a point. No, you weren't. No. This is par for the course for her. Yeah. She's got a track record of being mad as a box of frogs. <laughs> uh, and here she was again. I mean, you know, seriously, though, of course, everyone laughed her out of court. But this is a Thankfully. person who is entrusted with helping to make the laws of this land. And if that's the best they can right. do, let's get rid she's of the also house on the pub- Let's right not now. forget she's also on the public payroll because yeah. Every yeah, time she no, turns up, she gets yeah, paid absolutely. and she gets expenses absolutely. and all the rest of it. But and maybe the Green Party ought to think about themselves. Think about this woman that represents in the House of Lords and uh, maybe uh, say, don't. You're not saying she should be cancelled, Kevin. I'm saying she should be. We don't believe no, in cancel culture. I think she should, should be cancelled for saying that sort of yeah. nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Shocking. All right. So, Jenny Jones. Jenny right. Jones. Baroness Jones. Baroness Barney. Baroness Plank. Baroness Barney Jones. <laughs> might have had a point with some men. Just saying. Just saying. What do you saying. mean? Well, it's not a point. It's not the point, is it? I don't think it? that's what it's she means. Po- it's, you absolutely missed the point. Oh, yeah. No, you're acting you just like, missed acting the point, like you think you wound me up. Oh, man. I, I, I bow in awe to your superior intellect. <laughs> Come on, wow. you guys. Would you stop wow. squabbling? I just can't handle you know, this. Listen. And that's why women... That's the be... whole point. Some men, yes. All men, no. no. But she meant no. you. No, but she meant you. Is that, is that such... She, yeah. he, does, he doesn't get it still. She yeah. meant you. God. Come on. Let's have your first nomination. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. men. So yeah. sensitive. Yeah, see, if you, see if you can get through it all right. <laughs> Come on. Would you like to meet it out for me, Stop, yeah. stop on, bickering, you on. two, or else I'll have to cancel both of you. Or yes, rubbish Dad. You come, come on. Right, okay. Well, it says the woman that wins every bloody week. It's not a competition, Dawn. It is a competition. The rest of us try and move away from people like Harry and Meghan and Keir Starmer for originality, but you want to just go down that path. <laughs> so who have you chosen this week? <laughs> Boris Johnson? <laughs> Boris Johnson? Keir Starmer? Come Perish on. the thought Keir, that I Sadiq would choose Khan? a man... I'm choosing Shamima Begum. That's oh, rubbish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well mm-hmm. done. I'm choosing a woman. Yes. Um, who is not allowed out at night or allowed out at any point, thankfully. In any case, this week, the lovely jihadi bride, mm. who used to be a near neighbour of mine, ran away from East London to marry a, a murdering scumbag yeah. and join a death cult, as you do. Yeah. Um, she has now had a makeover. In her it's Syri- a rather bizarre makeup. In a Syrian it? refugee She's wearing gown. sort of Sophia Loren well, sunglasses. She's, she's gone from the, 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 the death shroud right. that she had to wear as a jihadi bride, mm. obviously, mm. to skin-tight leggings, a trendy hoodie, yeah. very long hair, Hollywood-style sunglasses, lip gloss, mm. and pouts. Yeah. But she didn't want to talk. She's now looking more like an Instagram influencer. She looked, absolutely. She? I mean, she looked, she looked amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, she didn't give an interview. She just pouted for camera. Serious, sexiest siren. Yeah, yeah. real. That's the well, thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, so really, in, other words, in other words, please let me back to Britain. Yeah. yeah. Well, quite. This is the whole point, yeah. isn't it? She didn't give an interview, so we still don't know what her attitude is to blowing up little kids at Manchester pop concerts. Yeah. Um, however, she does look gorgeous. And what I really want to know, ladies... It's how she managed to get a blow dry in a Syrian refugee camp. Well, you can't get Meanwhile, one in East London. Maybe that's why she really went. She yeah, couldn't get one in Can't lockdown. get one in Bethnal Green where no, she's from. Meanwhile, exactly. Unbelievable. In any case, it takes more than a blow dry, love. Stay where you are. We it do really know what does. she thinks about the bombing in uh, Manchester. Well, no, no. She's, she said that, uh, that it was necessary as part of the struggle. It was justified. Yeah, yeah. yeah justified. justified. So we do know what she thinks was, about she that. She no, also wasn't phased. She probably changed. No, she must have changed. She changed her clothes, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Same Any ideas, case, though. Uh, yeah, she's planking as she can That's a very good nomination and very, very uh, well welcomed, I would say. Thank now, you. I'm going to go down the musical route with Ooh. my first nomination because I never really liked Mumford & Sons that much. I always thought they were I a bit, even tell you who they are. bit too beard 
MIDI and a bit too banjo-y. Mm, and, you know, oh. everything sounded a bit like the, the, the theme tune from Deliverance, you know. Um, but anyway, it turns out they've got a banjo player and lead guitarist by the name of Winston Marshall, who is a complete plank, right? Now, initially, I was quite surprised to see this because normally you wouldn't expect it from someone who is, you know, in the creative industries, right? But he basically tweeted out on the 7th of March uh, that he had read... Uh, the, the book written by Andy Ngo, who's, I think, pronounced no, isn't it? I think the G Very is silent. Very possibly. But well, he's basically an anti-Antifa American sort of right, polemicist, okay. right? Nice guy. Um, who is a really decent guy, by all accounts, mm-hmm. from people who, who have met him. He's been on Julie Hartley Brewer's show. He said... Um, He's, he's written a book called Unmasked, Inside Antifa's Radical Plan to Destroy Democracy. Finally had the time to read your important book, said Winston Marshall. You're a brave man. Um, it turns out that uh, he was also a brave man for doing that because, of course, because he gave any kind of sucker and comfort to somebody who's considered to be very right-wing, when, in fact, you could argue that he's not any more right-wing than an awful lot of other people in mainstream sort of politics, right? He was absolutely given pelters by his fans. People from Mumford & Sons were uh, deluging him with, with, with abuse, um, so much so that people started saying, what is it? He's just, all he's done is endorsed a book. All he's he's done, read a book. He's read a book. What do you want to do, start burning books now? Anyway, oh. it only lasted a couple of, uh, couple of days um, because he then had to completely reverse ferret himself because his band basically told him that he had done the terribly wrong thing. And this is, listen to this as a, as a piece of modern-day wokery. Over the past few days, I've come to better understand the pain caused by the book I endorsed. I've offended not only a lot of people I don't know, but also those closest to me, including my bandmates, and for that I am truly sorry. As a result of my actions, I'm taking time away from the band to examine my blind spots. What? Huh? And then he goes, for now, please know that I realise how endorsements have the how my endorsements have the potential to be viewed as approvals of hateful, divisive behaviour. I apologise if this was not my intention. I mean, oh, get over yourself, really? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Like as, if, as if any author's going to go, can we get uh, Winston Marshall of Mumford & Sons to endorse this book? That'll sell oh, a few sure. copies. I mean, funnily enough, they've got a song which is called Little Lion Man, which he obviously is not. No, it's just a... What oh. a weasel. I'm going to say Little Weasel Man, because yeah. that's what he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually was quite impressed that he had the courage to come out and say that he quite liked Andy Noe's book. But, you know, don't then, you know, completely just turn a U-turn on yourself and, and make out that you're some... Everybody has to apologise for everything every day now. I'm, it's you ridiculous. Know, I'm so sorry I had an opinion. I'm so sorry I read a book. Oh, I know, it's madness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kevin, who's your second? Uh, it is the Queen of Fashion, uh, the regal editor of um, Vogue in America, previously editor of Vogue here, Vogue magazine, Anna Winter, Mm. uh, who has endorsed uh, a member of her staff to write a piece accusing Sarah Vine uh, of the Daily Mail, uh, the columnist there, of racism because in the headline over a piece she wrote about Harry and Meghan saying that she had doubts about them, they used the term uh, I have niggling doubts about Harry and Meghan. Uh, Anna Winter has unleashed the dogs of war at Vogue to say this is clear racism because the word niggling sounds like the N-word. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely what? absurd. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. Niggling, uh, for the record, is actually a Scandinavian word. Uh, you know, so we can't start banning words because they sound like other words. Yeah. That's absolutely... That's, that's that, crazy, isn't it? It's symptomatic of the insanity uh, that is pervading the world right now and is particularly pervading Britain and America. And Anna Winter, you know, who is desperately trying to prove that she's the queen of the Wokies. This is, you know, 
really irresponsible for a journalist to get involved in this uh, throwing allegations across the Atlantic at the British press uh, that they and are also racist. at Britain effectively as well. Yeah, right? and well that again, Britain there's a lot of that going on, isn't and there? And that the royal family is racist. She's just trying to save Vogue from the criticism that it deserves by trying to deflect it uh, at uh, Sarah Vine. But you know, if you must do that, I understand that there's commercial imperatives in journalism and. Maybe she's just trying to make money for Vogue. I understand that. But for God's sake, find a sensible uh, battleground to fight it on. Not that you use the word niggling. How ridiculous. And by the way, Sarah Vine did not use the word niggling. It was just put in the headline. headline. Uh, Anna Winter and her acolytes, ought, being that they're journalists, she ought to, know that. Ought to understand that. that the it's journalist not exactly... does, not, does not write the headline. It's ridiculous. It's... Didn't, I mean, you'll know more about this probably than me, but did she not come from a fleet? Job, yeah, her dad was yes. Charles Winter, who was yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. editor of the Standard. Right. And, uh, but was just... she not some. Was no, she not she like a fashion editor? There might be a bit of nepotism involved there. But the, it's like the point we made with Oprah Winfrey last week. The point of journalism is you research, you prepare. You actually know what you're talking about most of the time. Okay, most of the like time. Like we do. Like we do, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, if you're going to accuse somebody of that, at least look up. What the word niggling mean? No. Who's, your, uh, who's your second nominee, Dawn? Oh, another new entry, I think. I'm not sure he's been nominated before. Hugh Grant? Have we had Hugh Grant before? Oh, I think he was on the list last year, oh, certainly. Okay. He made uh, he certainly made it into the top uh, 20, I Good think, to have him back. Year. Good to have him back. Welcome, Welcome back, Hugh. Welcome back, Hugh. Yeah, we've back. missed you. Um, any case, Hugh Grant has given an interview, finally confessing on the fact that, yes, he did cheat on Elizabeth Hurley with our own prostitute, Divine Brown, yes. in Hollywood all those that was years ever in any ago. Doubt, yeah, well, not really. Well, no, He's never spoken about it, though, personally, has it? In any case, he has come up with the reason for it, and he said he did it because he was in a bad frame of mind. Yeah, he was in a bad mood, wasn't he? He's in a bad mood, but grumpy. Yeah. Which means you two should be in a brothel permanently. Well, absolutely I mean, you, right. you channel grumpy. Mm. any case, he, uh, um, he'd just been to see uh, um, his uh, 1995 movie, Nine Months. Um, Which and I haven't seen. No, he hadn't so. been to see it. I'll tell you where he was. He was in the Four Seasons Hotel because it was a Friday night and on the Saturday I was due to go to the Four Seasons oh. Hotel and conduct a, what would have been a very lucrative interview oh. with Mr Grant oh, and right. I never got it. Personal. So I've always hated Divine Brown for <laughs> right. leading him astray. Right, right okay. Well, he said he went out he was depressed by the movie because it was a bit rubbish in it so he had a ken russell kind of lunch what's that mean kev uh, a lo- large a number of bottles, I think, <laughs> would have been consumed. And, and then was a bit grumpy, so he went and paid a prostitute. So is he also now saying that not only did he go and visit um, a street hooker prostitute, but he actually took a bucket load of wine in before he actually well, got yeah, in the a car Ken Russell kind and then of drove off in the car? Because mm-hmm. he drove the car. Well, they stuck him in the, the hotel yeah. for the junket, yeah, yeah. for the weekend yeah. junket. And, you know, I saw the film. I had to go on the Friday night. I don't remember see. that film at I all. Did, I nine months, it started Tom Arnold, Roseanne yeah. Barr's husband. Yeah. Is it well. really bad? Oh, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, so I had to go and see it the night before in preparation. So we all had to go and watch this film in preparation to interview, among others, uh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> of course, uh, those interviews were not <laughs> to take place. It transpired. Oh, my God. That so we wasted our time. That's two hours. I'll never get back watching oh, nine months. Any case, as great excuses go, that is... I know. Um, and what mm-hmm. was funny was when that story came out is because Liz Hurley was I think talking about it on some podcast wasn't she um, and people were going why are you dragging all this up again because of course because he's uh, a fa- he's a big sort of um, uh, he's big supported by the wokery- wokeries and the sort of he's, remainers yeah he's got a big if you remember he, he hacked off he got himself into politics 
and became one of those really annoying Ramonas, right? And oh, do you remember God, he endorsed he, about did, three or four, yeah. three or four different London MPs, yeah. all of whom lost. Lib yeah. Dems, yes, Labour, right, yeah. takes, the, takes yeah. the Tories, you know. And he, does, he just always plays Hugh Grant, doesn't he? Yeah. There was one more reason to nominate him, though, as well, is because he was in Notting Hill, wasn't he? Yes. Which is the film that has inspired every photo and shoot Harry and Meghan do these days. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I must admit, the worst like than that, he was in Love Actually, the worst film I ever hate made. God, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Loads of um, members of my family love Love Actually, really? unfortunately. But I've managed to avoid watching it all the way through completely for all of my life. But no. I did quite like Four Winds and a Funeral, and I did quite like Notting Hill. I quite like the gentleman. He's good. The in gentleman's that. really good. That is good. Very good. He in is that. good enough. He's, he's, a actually, good, he's a good actor. He actually Grant. does no play. He, he plays. He plays sleazy Hugh Grant in that, which actually is more he's like. Re- it. They are really, really, really good on that mm. one. Hugh. That he's must a good have been actor. A real... He's a good actor. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys have found something to agree on. I'm not denying that. I totally agree with your nomination. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, since we're going up with the big titles this uh, this week, Baroness Jones, I'm going to uh, counter you with Dame Jenny Murray. Um, and Dame <laughs> very Jenny aristocratic Murray. edition. Very, of Plank of the Week. very aristocratic edition of Plank of the Week. Touch of fall, you yeah. might remember her as the presenter of Women's Hour on Radio Four, uh, which she did for a very long time, and I think she was actually quite good at that. But she was kind of moved out of the way to be replaced by Emma Barnett. Uh, because she wasn't considered to be kind of, you know, modern enough. Oh, right. But she appears mm-hmm. to have, since having left the BBC, to have gone mad because she came out <laughs> with an interview this week in which she said that basically what Brits should do is stop being so nostalgic for their past. And this is something that I don't think is quite rightly understood in this country. I mean, I don't know anyone that's nostalgic for the past. You know, they always kind of say, well, look at all these Tories. All they want to do is fly the flag and sing, you know, Real Britannia. Well, not really, actually. But uh, by the same token, we're not ashamed of it. But she reckons that we've got something to learn from the Germans, right? Because they (laughs) discovered, I know, ridiculous, they discovered their past and they discovered their future by confronting their past and the Nazi era and how terrible it all was. And we should do exactly the same thing with the British colonial period. We didn't tend to do any of the Nazi no, stuff though, no, I really we, don't think. Really? I really, I mean, I really get annoyed when people start to make comparisons between mm. the Nazis and something that we did in history. Because, quite frankly, nobody did anything like what the Nazis did. No, apart from perhaps Stalin and the Russians. Yeah, you know. but certainly there is nothing in the history of this country which, in any way, uh, comes close to that. Wasn't it this country that sort of? 
abolished slavery as well, well it was. back in the day. Well, it was. Yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, imperialism was what all countries did mm, uh, throughout the 19th yeah. century and 20, early 20th century. Uh, we were particularly good at it uh, and went on to sort of take over all of the world. But it's another one of those issues that Britain was just behaving in the way countries did in those days. You can't blame a country because historically it fell in with the crowd. Right. You know, from and also, as Dawn says, ago. in the end, actually, we didn't just fall in with the crowd because we ended slavery. Mm. There is no equivalence between imperial British armies, if you like, and the Nazis. No, there's just none. It's and, and stupid it's, and it's comparison. shameful, actually, to make that comparison. Yeah. Stupid comparison. Yeah. And yeah. shameful, I Yes, agree. so I, Dame Jenny Murray, that's yeah, your, that my second plank. Yeah, Kevin, let's have your plank. third. I'm going for ITV. Yes. ITV. I think that's a very good uh, choice. Because uh, uh, I could go for CBS for its absolutely disgraceful irresponsible, lying, cheating, doctoring of all the headlines they used uh, in that Oprah interview. Kept cutting, Mm. look at this headline, look at this headline, uh, to prove that the British press was racist towards Meghan. A, half those headlines weren't even from British newspapers. The New York Post Mm. loomed large in those. As did a bunch of Australians. And B, the other, and Australia as well, Mike, you're right. And uh, B, uh, they doctored and changed the headlines to make or took out the relevant bits to make it look as if the mail had been racist. So there was one headline that said, uh, Meghan tainted the royal mm. seed. And that's what they put up from the Daily right. Mail, mm. as if the Daily Mail was saying that. Yeah. Mm. And actually the headline said, Meghan tainted the royal seed, says uh, far-right extremists yeah. in outrageous yeah. slur. Right. Yeah. ITV picked up all these lies that CVS had brought about by changing these headlines right. and taking in headlines from other countries to say they were written in Britain to put across the image that Britain was indeed racist and probably that means the royal family's racist uh, and ITV slavishly just left all that yeah. in. Now the male uh, newspapers, associated newspapers are in the mail and the mail on Sunday, to their credit, officially complained mm. to ITV and said, you have mm. propagated lies mm. about this company, well, Sarah it's just a libel, isn't it? and this newspaper. Yeah, yes, corporate, yeah, corporate libel, yeah. I think. Uh, and uh, we demand that you take these down. And ITV had to shamefacedly yeah. take them all down. Right. And they also allowed uh, the situation <clears throat> to end up with them losing not only their best presenter, but their most popular presenter. Mm. They've lost half a million viewers in the process. Piers Morgan's left the building, and he ain't going back. Mm. Uh, and he's going to be more damaging to them outside of ITV because he'll start doing a show somewhere else, mm. uh, and they won't have him yeah, anymore. Yeah, I, I, I and also definitely. their share price went down. And, I mean, it's all gone horribly yeah, sort of uh, Pete Tong, hasn't it? Yeah, there? I mean, I could throw in the, 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 the dismissal of Piers Morgan because it wouldn't allow him to uh, say what he thinks so they turned ITV from the home of free speech into the home of controlled Mm. speech, you're not allowed to say all sorts of things and as you say Mike, they've lost half the audience that programme is Mm. now dead Mm. I can't imagine why Caroline uh, McCall, the chief executive, thinks it's more important for the company to signal its own virtue rather than make profits, I wouldn't like to be a shareholder there, Uh, and also as you say, because of that the share price has plummeted, at one point, I don't know what the situation is now, but at one point, £350 million was wiped off the value of ITV because uh, the company demanded that Piers said uh, sorry for his beliefs and his opinions, and he refused to do it, so they have self-harmed in a major way. But I do think, technically, 
journalistically, ITV should be better than just stealing lies perpetrated by an American TV company. They should be better than that, even though they spent a million quid mm. on the interview. Mm. I understand why they did it. If I was in television, I'd have spent a million quid on it as well. But I might have been a lot more careful about those headlines. It was a disgrace. <coughs> no tabloid would do that now, and if they did, they'd be taken to task over it. And, and what particularly annoyed me about that whole story was that it was CBS were the only news channel or the only TV channel mm. that actually put out the pictures of Diana dying. In, in the car. Oh, yeah. In the car crash at the yeah, time. Yeah, you know, I didn't remember that when yeah. I saw that story this week. I yeah. was amazed because, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Harry I, surely I, should have had a, yeah. a thought about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I did remember that and, yeah. that. and the fact that CBS were then the, the, the choice for Harry to talk about the evils of the British mm. press. Well, we I should think, divest us. I don't think old uh, Harry has much choice in anything, really, yeah. does he? As a, a sort of addendum to, to all of this. This is, I don't know if you've seen the news today that Gail King, who's a friend of Meghan's, has gone on CBS this morning, today, to basically say that, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Prince William called his brother at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but their conversation was not very... Not fruitful, was it? Productive, well, I Yeah, productive, yeah. Now, that tells you an awful lot, because what it tells you is that whatever happens now, whatever the royal family tries to do with these two, it's going to get leaked to it's CBS. It's going to get leaked to CBS. And CBS are going to have a running, a running commentary <coughs> on the internal yeah. workings of a family and its own troubles. I which, think that's pretty disgraceful. Which means at the bottom of this were those... And these know, are the people who want privacy. Exactly. The two brothers, <laughs> though, who really huh? should be trying to build their relationship, because it is important, it was so important to their mum, being yeah. serious for a minute, will never be able to build the bridges and get back together because it's just going to be on well, she won't allow the it. whole time. Well, she won't allow it because it doesn't play to her strength, does it? Her strength is to cause division. Her strength is to take Harry away and complain about how terrible it all was. They're, you know, her, it, it's not for her to get back it's with the royal family. Breaking Diana's terribly, heart. Terribly, terribly so selfish. self-obsessed. Incredibly she will selfish. not allow a single thing to be said or no. done about her without reacting and sending lawsuits and getting phoning ITV to say you can't, can't mm. say this. Mm. Piers can't say that I lied. You know, uh, yeah, he should be able to say that he thinks you lied, Megan. He shouldn't be. Able to, he can't say. She definitely lied, hmm. but she, he's got the right to he's say, right in my view, opinion. she lied. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. What's your uh, I'm final li- nominee? I'm going to lighten the, Go the lighten mood it, a yes. bit. Shall I, boys? Go on. I? Sure. I'm, I'm going to do Willies. Willies? Willies. Willies, Willies what, yes. actual Willies? Oh, well, it's, it's, well, Whose Willie is Pank of the Week? Whose Willie is Pank of the Week? Well, there's a, there's a lot of choice, isn't there? Now, this is Marks and Spencers. Look, I love you, Colin Caterpillar. You know, no, 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 yeah, brilliant. Who's Colin Caterpillar? You don't know who Colin Caterpillar is? Yeah. Oh, Kevin's my God. Not, Kevin's not up to speed oh on my God. modern How, day... Percy Pig. You heard of Percy Pig? Oh, uh, those are those little sweets. horrible yeah. sweet things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Colin Caterpillar is a green Wrigley version. <laughs> this is shop marks and shocked customers. Got some unexpected tips. See what they did there for Mother's Day. With our, um, <laughs> with rude-looking pink chocolates. They are that is very to, rude looking. They are meant to be tulips. And if you see them in the box, they've got sort of like drawings of like leaves. Where's, the, where's the stem? Look. Oh, well, you're going to see the picture, but I mean, it's it's there, Mike. See, see, oh, the drawings. But oh, yeah, in the box they do look a bit more like chips. Yeah. Out and just what do they taste like? Stand, yeah. Am I ever going to put that anywhere near my mouth ever? <laughs> well, yeah, I I'm, can't not, possibly I'm, I'm not divine brown. Don't chew those tulips. <laughs> they're that's quite all small, though, aren't they? Well, well, they're, actually, they're not well, actual size. <laughs> <laughs> to my way of thinking, they're absolutely <laughs> minuscule. It's <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> Never seen them. What? 
I don't recognise those at all. It's another blunder from Marks and Spencer's. Well, they make is, quite a lot of them, don't well, they? Well, this comes on top of their Easter egg, which is it's not actually an egg at all. It's a, it's a throbbing purple aubergine shaped. <laughs> is it really? Egg. Is it an aubergine? It's an aubergine. Why is it? What an they sort of taken an aubergine and said it's an Easter egg? Because it was meant to be a woke green environmentally. Oh dear. I mean, they really should. Imagine saying to your kids, "Yeah, I've got you an aubergine." They'd be thrilled, wouldn't they? And every kid hey, knows Dad, what have you heard of Cadbury? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so I, I, well, I'm, I'm uh, going to have to go and buy one because yeah, I'm just going to try. Well, I imagine they'll be in the bargain bin now, won't they? <laughs> bargain bin. So they, these are for Mother's Day as well. Imagine giving your mother. Yeah, Mum. Have a pink. Uh, yeah, Mum, you've seen that. Now like in your mum, she looks. Here you go, Mum, you've seen, you've seen that sort of thing before, haven't you? <laughs> Not for a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, who has love? Um, well, any case, no, I didn't buy any for my mum, um, but I am tempted by the aubergine yes. Easter egg. I'm going to go and have a look for one of those, I'm sure. <laughs> now, my final uh, nominee is Cressida Dick, because obviously it's been a oh, big story. Oh, seamless whoop, link. Whoop. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a very busy week, hasn't it, for news? And one of the big pieces of news over the course of the weekend, of course, was the demonstration stroke vigil stroke protest that took place at Clapham Common following the horrible murder of Sarah Everard. You know, the, the vigil was supposedly not going to take place, then it did take place. And the reason I'm putting Creston Dick up as a plank is because I think there were lots of different ways that that could have turned out. And the way that it did turn out, and I know that, I mean, I basically said this on Monday, that I think everybody involved has some kind of blame to share because the people who started shouting at the police and started chanting at the police and sh- chanting F the police and all of that was pretty unedifying. But if yeah, the police had been given better instructions, i.e., don't go steaming in uh, at a march against violence against women, uh, being violent to women. Mm. It's not a very good idea. Yeah, totally it doesn't don't. look very good. Yeah. I mean, I said to somebody, why could they not have at least made sure that the police officers that were there were women, yeah. which yeah. might have helped? Yeah. And I know that not all of the demonstrators in the end were women, but it was just a really, really awful oh, thing. And she's been... You, and she, and her, 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 her apparent reason for not quitting when she was asked to quit was that all of these people are armchair critics. Well, she seems to be an armchair yeah. chief of the Metropolitan Police. Yeah, was she, she down there? Anywhere. Or was she no, sitting she in, was an in an armchair, armchair somewhere? And it, and it I mean, she her... sits in an office, and ever since uh, uh, the, the, the Brazilian guy, De Menezes, was, yeah. was shot dead it, by the police by accident, where, I don't really blame them for that, but she was in charge of that operation yeah, and as well. what was she doing in that operation? She sitting in, in a control armchair. room, yeah. looking at it on a TV exactly. yeah. camera. And, and presumably it, giving the order to shoot. Yeah, and she didn't even come out with this with this incident with the Clapham Hormone. She didn't even come out with it and read the statement out herself she got her deputy mm, yeah. who also happens to be a woman yeah. to read it out and yeah. it was like literally well you know we were protecting people's health and safety by looking after these women it's like and i mean i'm sorry oh. but i mean call me old-fashioned but by putting somebody's arms behind their back thrusting them onto the ground face down i'm not really sure that that's protecting oh, that, 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 their she, she lurch, oh. Dick lurches from one disaster yeah. to the next and she has to surely go fairly soon well you would i think, mean i i, I would i would have thought that what the the, the if they'd have thought about this, as you quite rightly say, said, Mike, you know, uh, there was always the prospect that uh, in a demonstration by women about violence mm. against women by men, you'd end up with coppers looking like they mm. were being violent Which is with how male it coppers. Which is exactly so there was always that disaster like. waiting to happen. Yeah. I would have thought in the light of that and in the light of the fact that we are well down mm. uh, the roadmap to freedom, it's not as bad as the COVID situation no. when uh, Black Lives Matter were right. demonstrating. Uh, but which was also that allowed the police to go should, ahead. The police 
Chiefs should have had the common sense to say, do you know what? Yeah. We'll let this go ahead. Right. We'll tell them, please observe social yeah. distancing. And please and that just way, get out of the way. That way all yeah. the tension yeah. would have got been taken But instead, the what they did was they marched through the group of women. Yeah. They marched to the front where the bandstand was. Stood they the stood flowers. all over the flowers. Yeah. And you could hear things like, you know, candles yeah. being broken and Terrible. all that. Terrible. And also the fact that they did the complete opposite on Sunday night when there was a second demo mm. in mm. Parliament Square and they let it happen, they didn't pile in, and it went away. Yeah. And that's what they should have and done. I feel sorry for some of those cops. I mean, I, I certainly yes, th- I think, don't think the trampling do on the flowers was a good look, but they were given the order, you need to it break comes. this up. No, I know. This is against the law. That's what they were instructed to do. But this is why I'm do. calling her the but plank, I think it was not a, them. Uh, totally, absolutely. It, it comes from they were given the wrong instruction. Yeah. They should have let leave. that, they should have allowed that demo to happen on the basis that, you know, you must have said it, I said it. I said, mm. When they said we're ca- I was on the air in the morning when we got the press release from the uh, uh, Reclaim the Streets yeah. organisation saying we have cancelled tonight's yeah. demonstration because of the COVID crisis. Right. And I said on air, well, they might have cancelled it, but there's no way it's not going to happen. No, exactly. So there's the reality mm. that it was always going to happen and the sense. police should not have banned it for that reason. And yeah. the police, of course, as we know, have also been very inconsistent in how they've treated Well, this is the point I was going to make. It's the double standards, yeah. isn't it? It's like, you know, when it's Extinction Rebellion, they dance with them, they go skateboarding right. with them. When it's Black Lives Matter, they take the knee. Mm. Those protests, whether you agree with how the police operated or not, were handled in a sensible way and very, very Mm. differently. Like the Rangers fans partying up in Scotland when they won the title. The police could have gone steaming in there. They didn't. All of these things broke the same COVID laws. Mm. So why four police officers ended up kneeling on on a 28-year-old woman face down yeah. on Clapham Common in the dark is beyond me. I know. Double standards. I know, just ridiculous. So anyway, that, it's not the first time she's been on it, probably won't be the last. So uh, in addition to carrying over uh, the Harry and Meghan scenario, let us choose now the final three from the nine. So do you want to kick off Golly gosh. Uh, Dawn with me or do you want to pick Kevin's? Um, I, I, who wants me to pick who? What? I don't, I don't, I don't mind. mind. I don't mind. I don't I mind. Why don't you choose? Okay, so what did I, I chose uh, Baroness Jenny Jones for calling for an all-out curfew for all men after six yeah, o'clock. she had a point. She had a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you said some men. <laughs> See, some men, I, I'll go along with that, but not all men. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, Anna Winter and the Vogue operation Ooh, yeah. uh, for Smart. saying that Sarah mm. Vine was racist for using the word niggling mm. and ITV for the whole Piers Morgan debacle. But Ooh. I think mainly because of uh, taking... Uh, without question, the CBS's doctored, faked headlines to prove that the British press mm. was racist. Uh, these, this was not true. The half the headlines were not British, uh, and uh, the headlines that uh, were British were doctored and changed to make it look as if they mm. were racist. Yeah. ITV should have known better, and as Mike quite rightly said, rightly said, we'll also have ITV for being so stupid as to let uh, their big banker Piers Morgan go purely uh, because ITV said you're not allowed to express your opinions. Mm. Uh, on this channel so those are the reasons for okay ITV. right okay um after careful consideration and mainly because I, this was one of my nominations as well but obviously I'll let you have it um i'm gonna go with jenny jones because really? i think yeah I, I am because i think what she said was not only it was stupid and you can have a laugh about it and we have however it was dangerous and divisive and it's got certain groups of men going bloody women you know it's 
it's not a good thing. It's really not done the women's no, movement any favours, has it? Women any favours, and done men any favours, and yeah. So I think for that reason alone, it was a, it was a, a, just a startlingly moronic. Yes, it this was. country is turning into a moronic inferno, yeah. and it is morons like Baroness yeah. Jenny Jones yeah. who are lighting the flame. Yeah, no, so I'm right. going to go for her. Okay then, mm-hmm. Kevin, you want to pick mine? Yeah, sure, mate. Uh, Mumford and Sons um, guy, Winston Marshall. Winston Marshall, yeah. Marshall. Uh, Jenny Murray and Cresta Dick. Uh, well, because I think it's the most topical, and because I think uh, we cannot take a yet another Cressida Dick scandal. How many more times? Uh, it's not just her. It was the, the predecessor was almost as bad. That Bernard Hyphen Howe. Hyphen Howe. Yeah. Mm. I mean, these police he's ended chiefs, up in the House of Lords. As yeah, well, isn't yeah. It? Of course, these <laughs> police chiefs uh, that, that they appoint at the Met are turning the Metropolitan Police into a disgrace. Yeah. And it didn't used to be like that. It's nothing to do with the officers on the front line. It's always the idiots who are running the show. And Cressida Dick is a walking accident. Uh, and, I know. Uh, it has to be stopped, so I'm going to go for Cressida okay. Dick. Well, that's put two women in the final well, top three. Well, this is really unusual. It's an we, we tend, we tend to, to avoid... And it's in, in, in our, um, you know, just after National Women's Day. International Women's Day. Day. That's right. International Women's Month I think that was Last week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but it's International Women's Month. Is it? I think well, we maybe get, that's we a good get a thing. Whole then. Month, maybe okay. we should have all three of them as women. Maybe that's the way well, we should okay, go. Well, okay, right. So, so what are yours? You're three? choosing mine. I'm okay. Choose yours. Well, um, I've got um, Shamima Begum. Yeah. Um, I've got Hugh Grant. Yes. And I've got Marks and Spencer's Chocolate Willies. <laughs> Because why not? Don't say it. Don't I mean, make it the Willies. Well, do you know, it's, it's, for me, it's between the Willies and Hugh Grant. There's not a lot to choose. Yeah, so yeah, to be same, fair. same kind of um, thing, really. Same kind of idea. I think I think the Willies are very funny, but I'm going to go with uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, I, I, would, because, I think that's uh, a good choice. He's somebody everybody loves to hate. It also means that there's a bloke in the... And uh, plus, there are, better th- there are better things to do when you're feeling a bit grumpy. You know, go and have a pint. I mean, you, you know, know yeah, I mean, listen. pedicure, whatever. It's really... And also, worst excuses of all time. Yeah. You I know, mean, when you get home and the girlfriend says, what did you do that for? Yeah. Oh, I was in a bad mood. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell you what, Hugh, I'm not swallowing it. Yeah. Very good. I'm See sorry. Did Take the girl out the tabloid. All right. Know. Now, uh, we have got the three finalists then. Cressida Dick, Hugh Grant, Baroness Jenny Jones. Because it's more important, uh, Cressida Dick yes. will get my vote. Yeah. I think that's yeah, a unanimous. I, I have to agree, yeah. Unanimous. Yeah. So should we give, just to split them up, should we give Hugh Grant number two and uh, Jenny Jones number three? No, I think Jenny Jones has to get number yeah, two. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, Jenny sorry, Jones yeah. too. Hugh, Grant, Hugh Grant's really not that important. Okay, I mean, it was just, you know... Yeah, you're not even important enough pathetic. to be Plank of the Week, Hugh. No. Yeah. But listen, you're not even um, Splinter. Splinter not of the even, Week. Yeah. But here we are, Plank of the Week. I'm proud to announce that uh, for a, a pretty awful weekend's work, <laughs> Crescenton Dick, uh, head of the Metropolitan Police, you are Plank of the Week. We'll see you next time. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.